Did you know that you serve the Savior of every storm that will ever come into your life? If you know Jesus Christ and He's the Lord of your life, this truth needs to permeate your thinking. We're gonna talk about it today. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. This is Heidi St. John, and I'm glad you guys have joined me today here at the intersection of faith and culture. So often we talk politics here at the show. I love to answer your questions, but every once in a while I get a question, or sometimes it's a series of questions from people that remind me that we need to take a second look at what God says about the storms that come into our lives. In Matthew chapter eight, we find Jesus in the middle of a storm. And as believers, we understand this, and actually this is true whether you are a believer in Jesus Christ or not, storms come unexpectedly, right? We don't always prepare for every storm. Sometimes they hit Uh, out of the clear blue sky, right? You've heard that phrase before. But as believers, we need to remember that no matter what comes at us, no matter what we read on the news, no matter what that phone call is, no matter what that diagnosis is, the Bible teaches us that that God remains the same, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us. So I wanna look at Matthew 8, starting in verse 23 for just a minute with you and then let's let's unpack it together today. Now when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep talking about Jesus. Then his disciples came to him and woke him saying, "Lord, save us, we're perishing." But he said to them, "Why are you fearful, you of little faith?" He arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was great calm. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Now, the book of Matthew is interesting because Matthew was known for recording Jesus's miracles involving people who were sick and diseased. And Matthew took a particular interest in the way that Jesus interacted with other human beings. And he emphasized that we needed to trust in Jesus as a savior. And Jesus' incredible power over nature was one way that the Lord revealed himself to his disciples. It illustrates faith and it illustrates peace. Let's look at this again for just a moment. He says, suddenly a great tempest arose over the sea, so the boat was covered with the waves. I I was thinking about my reaction to some of the headlines that I hear in the news, you know, on the regular, and it seems like they sort of come out of nowhere and all of a sudden, I feel like that boat being tossed around on the waves in the middle of the Sea of Galilee and all of a sudden you're just covered up by whatever it is that hit you in that particular moment, whether it's a headline or whether it's uh, uh, a tragedy that you hear about from somebody else. I also think, uh, and this is important because I've been kind of ruminating on this a little bit in my own walk with the Lord, I often wonder if we are not supposed to know everything that we know right now. I mean, we have access, right, to a million different things, a million different events that happen in any given time, really bad news. We have access to it almost immediately. And I don't think we were made to live like that. First of all, we can't handle it as a general rule. And I don't think it's good for us. It's not good for our spirit. We weren't meant to know everything. That's served for the uh, saved, rather for the omniscient God, the Lord of the universe, who says in the midst of the storm, 
peace be still. Notice that the storm, this tempest, this great tempest arose suddenly. And now the boat is covered by the waves. And we feel that way in our lives. These things that come up and all of a sudden we feel covered up by the waves, covered up, unable to see above the waves, sometimes feeling like you're suffocating by them. But the Bible records that Jesus wasn't bothered by this at all. And in fact, the Bible says he was asleep. This reminds me of my children when they were little and Jay and I might be going through something really traumatic in our own lives or something might have been difficult that we were dealing with at the church or whatever it was, but our children could sleep soundly. Why? Because they trusted that their parents had it under control. That's a picture of Jesus. He trusts that his father, Father God, has things under control. And so he was asleep, but not the disciples. The disciples came to him and they woke him up and they were freaking out. Jesus, we're dying. We're perishing here. You know, really the the word to them was, don't you see what's happening? I mean, that's what they're saying to the Lord. They're saying, don't you get it? Why are you sleeping? Pay attention. There's a storm outside. And of course, Jesus unworried because he knows that the days and the times of the disciples are in the hands of God. Jesus' day and time was in the hands of his father, God. And in fact, whenever anyone tried to get out ahead of him, he would rebuke him and say, this is not my time. This is not my time. And so he said to his disciples again and sort of rebuked them and said, hey, what's the matter with you guys? Why are you so fearful? And then he said something that I think we we should listen very carefully to. Jesus spoke to his disciples who he loved. And he said, you of little faith. He didn't say, you guys, it's going to be okay. He rebuked him. He was like, what are you panicking for? Why are you guys freaking out? Where's your faith? And in this rebuke, as soon as he, he, he gets up and rebukes his disciples, what happens? He also rebukes the wind and the sea, and there was great calm. And of course, his disciples marveled. I'm like, my goodness, you know, here this Lord, here is our Lord, here's Jesus, and he speaks a word. The Bible says he rebuked the winds and the sea. First, he rebuked the disciples. And then he rebuked the storm. He rebuked the disciples and was like, listen, dude, I was taking a nap. Why are you worried? Your days are numbered. The hour of your life, the hours of your lives belong to the one who made you. You don't need to live in this perpetual state of fear. And then he sees the storm and he rebukes the storm. And the Bible records there was incredible calm and the men were amazed. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Guys, this is, this is who God is. The wind and the sea obey him. And I was thinking about just this sort of illustration, how the, the way that the Lord was revealing himself to his disciples, first in saying, listen, I'm calm, so you can be calm. Then he rebukes the disciples, and it sort of illustrates faith and peace. When you lose your faith, usually we do it gradually. Families do not just fall apart overnight. Marriages do not fall apart overnight. It's very rarely a single incident that takes a marriage out. These are things that happen over years and months and sometimes decades. And eventually, we don't tend to the gardens of our marriages. We don't tend to the garden of our relationships with our children. And the weeds grow up around them. And the enemy comes in and he, and he gets to work with the killing and the stealing and the destroying that God says, is, is, is his line of work. 
But the same thing is true in our faith, isn't it? Our faith typically doesn't just disappear. It does so gradually. Little tiny increments, we sort of get sloppy in the way that we relate to the Lord. We let a few days go by, we don't get into our Bibles, and I'm guilty of this as well, so I'm not sitting here telling you guys, hey, you know, I've, I've got it all together. I understand life is busy. You wake up in the morning and you just are tired, at least for me. Sometimes it's hard for me just to open my Bible first thing in the morning because I'm kind of groggy, I'm trying to wake myself up, I might need you know, a cup of water, I might need to move around a little bit, but then the phone rings and then your kids need you and then you have to go to work and all the things that happen, and first one day goes by and then another. And then before you know it, you haven't opened your Bible in six months or a year or maybe two years or three years. And so the compass, which is the Word of God, this lamp to our feet, this light to our path, grows dim. And we're out on the storms of life, but we're not trimming the sails. And so they're not working the way that they should be. The rigging is unprepared. And worse of all, we forget to anchor ourselves. We forget to anchor the boat. We forget to check in with the Lord. And so often before we know it, we're just bouncing around from one trial to the next, one wave to the next, one sea, a stormy sea that seems to crash over our lives and leave us gasping for air, but we haven't checked in with the one who made us. Stability in a storm doesn't come in any other way than by understanding where your compass is, where your anchor is, understanding the boat, understanding the rigging, understanding that the storm will pass. And we need to trust the Lord and stay grounded, anchor our soul in the Word of God by being in the Word of God because no wave is too big to wash you overboard when you know the Lord, when you're anchored in Him. Years ago, my husband and I lost a very dear friend to a devastating illness. And as he was dying, he was literally dying, we were listening to him talk about his hope for the future. Well, the future he was talking about was his future in heaven with the Lord. He knew he was going home to be with the Lord. And all of a sudden, the things of this world really do, they do grow dim because you realize this isn't all there is. And, all, and your heart becomes preoccupied, not with where you live, but with where your soul is headed. And Jesus is trying to say to us, live that way. How faithfully, men and women, are we praying? How often are we in the Word? Are you guys attending a church? Are you plugged in somewhere? Do you have people in your life that are encouraging you to walk with the Lord? Because if you don't, the Bible says that every wind of doctrine will push you around like the storms that washed over the boat on the Sea of Galilee while Jesus lay sleeping. A recent study reveals that 33% of college students prefer to live in a socialist system of government rather than a capitalist one. We clearly need a course that challenges today's high school students to think about whether the founding ideals of this country are worth preserving and then inspires them to act upon their conclusion. Introducing American Civics, a 30-week high school course written by gifted constitutional attorney Michael Ferris. In American Civics, Mr. Ferris will guide your student to a deeper understanding of America's founding principles, the mechanics of government and lawmaking, and the Constitution that makes our system of government possible. 
If you want to help preserve freedom in America, enroll your student in this 30-week full-credit self-directed course at lumen.com and use the coupon code HEIDI for 10% off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-N dot com. We need to ask the Lord to help us become faithful as we anchor our lives in Jesus, especially at times when the sea of life is calm. We want to get ready for the storm, not when the storm hits, but before the storm hits. It's the same thing that we do with uh, providing for our families, right? Or when we set food aside in the pantry, when we make sure that we have extra water in the pantry. Why? We're preparing for a storm, not when it hits, but before it hits. Here in the United States, we got extra toilet paper now because we recognize that if there's ever an issue with the supply chain, people are gonna fight over toilet paper. When's the time to get ready for that? Not when the storm hits. It's it's before the storm hits. Jesus clearly to his disciples showed he has authority over the elements. He said, peace be still, and the wind and the waves obey him. He demonstrates his authority in the passage right after that, right following this story. He demonstrates his authority over evil powers because he he uh, he freed two demon-possessed men. Jesus was far more concerned about people than he was about possessions. Jesus goes on then to make a point that forgiveness is also an important part of healing. But healing is not unimportant to the Lord. He can do both. You guys heard me tell you about the story of my nephew. I've written about it in my book, Prayers for the Battlefield. And I believe that one of the devotions in my brand new book, Mom's Trying 365, also recounts the story of my nephew's car accident in those months that followed and the years that followed. And we watched the Lord of Heaven's armies restore a broken body and a broken mind. God cares about our physical suffering. He cares about our emotional suffering and our mental suffering. And at the same time, he says, keep your eyes on me, the author and the finisher of your faith. Don't take your eyes off the Lord. I think it's easy when we're in the middle of a storm and we and we recognize that our ship is being tossed around. Maybe our life feels sort of upside down. There's always going to be moments of calm. And I want to look today at today's passage because it ends with Jesus talking to Matthew and saying, follow me. So Matthew 8, starting in verse 23, we, re- we read the story of Jesus in the boat. Then in verse 28, Jesus comes to the other side, to the country hillside. He meets two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs. The Bible says they were exceedingly fierce. So sort of think of, you know, zombies, right? The zombie apocalypse. I watched a movie with my kids and I absolutely hated it. What was it? Oh, I Am Legend. These terrifying, uh, you know, undead people who had been taken over by uh, a virus, apparently. And I think about these characters in I Am Legend as these demon-possessed men who came out of the tombs. The Bible says they were exceedingly fierce so that no one even go around them. No one even passed that way. And one of them cried out and said, what have we to do with, to do with you, Jesus, son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? And Jesus, he, he, he cared about even this situation. The demons see that there is a herd of pigs feeding not too far away. And so they beg the Lord saying, if you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. And Jesus gave them permission to go into the swine. Isn't it amazing 
that Jesus gave permission to these demons to leave these human beings, go into a herd of swines, which of course, then they went uh, violently down the hill and ran into the sea. They, I mean, basically just walk, you know, ran right off the hill into the sea and they perished in the water. But the winds and the, and the waves obey Jesus. Even the demons obey Jesus. They recognized him as the son of God. They recognized him immediately. And they're like, what are you gonna do? If you're gonna make us leave, because they knew as soon as Jesus said go, they had to leave. Jesus is the Lord of the storm. Jesus is the one that we can call out to. Jesus, the name above all names. After that, Jesus gets into the boat, he crosses over, gets back to his own city, and they bring him the paralytic that's lying on a bed, and Jesus heals him. And then finally, Jesus turns his attention to Matthew. Matthew, this tax collector, Matthew, that the rest of the disciples were like, what do you you even bother with that guy for? And Jesus looks at Matthew. Now remember, this account is coming from Matthew, so Matthew's writing about this. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office and Jesus said to him, follow me. And just like the wind and the waves obey Jesus, just like the human body with a touch of Jesus can be healed. Just like the demons have to go when Jesus says go. Matthew realizes the authority in Jesus. And what does he do in verse nine? It says he arose and followed him. Now what happened is Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold many tax collectors and sinners came down to be to came down to sit with him and his disciples and when the Pharisees saw it they said to the disciples why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners Listen to what Jesus said Those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick but go and learn what this means I desire mercy and not sacrifice for I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In the midst of the storm that, were, that was raging all around Jesus, the passage ends with Jesus calling Matthew to follow him. He's invited to dinner at his house. The, the Pharisees, of course, surprised to see Jesus eating with all these disreputable characters. Well, we can't have that. But Jesus hears him and says, who needs a doctor? the healthy or the sick. You see, God's mercy is his kindness and his forgiveness towards people who don't deserve it. And today, no matter what storm it is that you're facing, the savior of the the universe, the lover of your soul, invites you to receive and enjoy his mercy and in turn, to give that mercy to other people. God has a plan and a purpose for you wherever you are in your life. Your kids need to know that. Your spouse needs to know that no matter what happens in the culture, we are called to live as men and women who know the Savior and respond to the sound of his voice. If the wind and the waves respond to the sound of the invitation of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, surely we should respond to his invitation as well. You heard my interview with my friend Mike Ferris uh, this last Friday, and he was saying, and he's so correct in this, right? Not everyone is called to run for Congress. Not everybody is going to be called to to do the same things, but we are all called to obedience. We are all called to do what what the Bible teaches in Matthew and Micah 6, 8, rather to love justice and mercy and walk humbly with the Lord. To understand that no matter what storm comes, 
God is never going to leave us and he's never going to forsake us. Stability in the storm comes from the Savior. He is the Lord of the storm. He's in whatever storm you're facing in your life right now, he wants to be the Lord of it. So be sure and ask the Lord to help you. Even when there are no storms on the horizon in your life, that's the time, right? Set your anchor secure. Know who the Lord is in your life. Listen for the sound of his voice. Allow yourselves to become so attuned to the sound of his voice that you hear his voice over all the other voices that are going to call out to you in the culture right now. Because God wants to be intimately involved in every aspect of your life. I hope you guys are encouraged as we kind of move along. I think sometimes it's easy to get hung up in politics or in you know in sort of the bad things that are happening in the culture but God wants us to be walking with him every step of the way and I want to encourage you to do that today Uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who showed up at Cheryl's Ford North Carolina for the for such a time as this conference we had a great time with the women there I'm going to be coming to Lincoln Nebraska October 5th through 8th and I want you guys to join me for the Nebraska Families for Homeschooling conference my husband and I are the keynote speakers for that event rarely do we do an event together where we're both speaking but we're going to be doing that in Nebraska in just a couple of weeks so we hope you guys will come out for that Uh, and remember this is an opportunity if you live anywhere near Lincoln uh, to get the encouragement that you need, sort of a little bit of gas in your car, maybe a, 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 a recalibration as we enter into the fall and winter months here in the United States. And I hope you guys will come out October 6th and 7th. Again, that's the Nebraska Families for Homeschooling Conference. Jay and I are very excited to be there. If you want to know about where I'm going to be, the best way to figure that out is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. I've got a lot of things coming up this next year. We're just filling my calendar up for 2024 and 2025. If you'd like to bring me to your neck of the woods, we'd love to hear from you. You can just reach out to me by going to HeidiStJohn.com and clicking on the speakers tab. We hope you guys have a great day. Wherever you are, God wants to strengthen you in your walk with him. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Jesus wants to be the Lord, not not only over the calm parts of your life, but the Lord of the storm as well. He can be trusted. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show today. Thanks for leaving reviews for it. As always, if you'd like to have a question addressed here at the podcast, shoot me a message, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you right back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.